Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Yo, yo, welcome back to another Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Today's podcast is all about misconceptions in the gym. Some training misconceptions, probably nutritional misconceptions, to be honest. Uh, we get hit up this one. Uh, me and Tony went back and forth there for about five minutes, and we realized there's a lot more misconceptions than... Uh, then we originally fought, and we're just going to go over a few of them now, and Tony's just looks like he's out of his bed. I'm not. What, see, every you just pick on me. For anybody that's wondering, my hair's a wee bit messy. I've got a better beard than Mickey now, and he's just jealous, and that's probably what it is, in my opinion. It actually is. I, well, that wouldn't be actually hard. I have the patchiest beard in the world. But Here, it's, t- it's tough work. It's not tough work. Yeah, I just have to remember to be lazy, Tony. It's a skill that you don't have. You need to just remember, just be lazy and don't touch the thing. <laughs> it's it's very, very, very itchy. I'm not going to lie. It feels like there's fucking something crawling on my face. Uh, right. Uh, diving into this, like, see, whenever you look at this, like, I, like, we brought up this topic and we were like, right, well, usually we just go off the script. But I was like, it wouldn't be bad to actually have some points maybe to actually go, do you know what, this and that. But see, to be honest, there's, there's that many fucking points and there's that many training misconceptions. I think it's a case of like, I always say, I think I've brought that up before, you know, about the idea of like, if your dentist or your doctor could be qualified in six weeks and then start giving it fucking out health advice or teeth, like proper fucking treatment, yeah, then everybody'd be walking around fucking crooked smiles. And that's probably what's happening in the PD industry. Now everybody's fucking walking around, don't have a note because there's that many camps, that many different opinions. Yeah. And it's hard to know what's real and what's research based that people are just fucking behind things like the skinny weight loss coffee and all that muck. Yeah. And the other thing is too, People are listening to this and they, they know they might hear some, you know, things that they're doing that we you know their misconceptions or they're just not not real good advice. Everyone has followed these, even us. Well, especially me, even Tony coming yeah. back. You know, back in the day we were told certain things. This is how you, you know, this is how you fucking put on muscle. And then you realize this is coming from a guy who heard from another guy who's probably just a wee bit more muscular than him. Yeah. And it all comes from someone that's just a wee bit better than they are. But then a crazy thing happened a, a while ago, and it was called science. People started actually looking into it. And then they realized that you just, there's certain things that just people were doing that didn't work. But they were doing it at such maybe an intensity that they got something from it, but not enough. It's like the whole. If you think of back in your, I always, I always think of this back when like football training when you were young, you used to run laps of the pitch, <laughs> like run like fuck around the pitch, do <laughs> ten laps of the pitch. Now, I wouldn't say a football team runs around the pitch at all, and they're fitter, faster, stronger, everything. We used to do fucking ten laps of the pitch before even starting training. Like, uh, yeah, like no, we would have done like loads of laps too, like and. It's just like, because the person that gets left at the back as well, it's not nice. It's that just you? weird, weird. No, I was actually saying that as like a sympathy towards you, but without naming you there. No, that's, no. Why I, that's why I was bringing that up. No, but, I had a bad hamstring in this. 
Like uh, you were probably you are probably tying your shoelace, were you, yeah, for the ten yeah. laps? I done about four or five, and then the shoelace opened again, and then <laughs> I had uh, it all worked out. But yeah, um, I think we'll start off, Tony. What what do you think? The no, I'm not going to say number one misconception because they're all number one. What is the big one that you see popping up more often, or that your clients are hitting you with? Is this should I be doing this? I think it's it's and this is not a case of like my clients. I think this is more a case of everyone, and I'm even inclined to this. It's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And I have a real habit of doing this too. You see a big cunt uh, in the gym, and he's doing sets of five by five, or he sets of fucking like prime example. Do you know what I always see? And this this is just such a weird habit. Like, see the last like, six, probably twelve months. See every time I see somebody, and he's massive. The fuckers doing supersets and they're not the failure. They're like literally the exact opposite way of what I train. And then you're like, is it about volume? Because I'm not a volume. I'm not a volume person at the moment. Like, yes, I am to an extent, but a case of like, you think fuck right. And then all of a sudden you see other people start to do supersets in the gym because they're sort of going, fuck that fella's doing it. It's about all about how much work I can get in within the hour. Cause that person's sweating his bag off, but there's no sets to failure. And then, it's that sort of implying that where he could be a genetic freak. Like there's studies out there and people don't realize this where like, like there is being, there's these people that are like literally, and this is me being, it could literally smell a weight and put on muscle. And then there's people, no matter how much they train are really going to struggle. And that comes down a lot to genetics. Like there's oh, yeah. a study out there. I think they took 50 people into a gym and uh, they made them weight train for 12 weeks with PT sessions just to see how much muscle they would gain. I think it was like three sessions a week and 49 of the people gained uh, muscle. And one person actually lost muscle, like lost muscle throughout the whole entire process. Like yeah. 12 weeks resistance training, brand new to it, should have got the most gains of his like natural life. And he genetically lost tissue. Like, so there is some genetic outliers out there on both sides of it. Most people will adapt normally, but it's it's a case of knowing like where the proof is in the pod. And that's why, like, for example, if you look at mine, like I have hundreds of results with loads of different people. So you know, like it's a process, but like all of them didn't do the same program. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's different. It's it's a hundred ways to skin a cat, and it's knowing what works for you. Like, there's people out there that will love strength training and will love heavy weights, and then there's people who literally will be pissed weak and really struggle to load weights. You need a bit of mixture of both. I think it's a case of monkey see, monkey do, and I would be inclined for that. Like, I'm on the I was on the whole low volume hype, you know, two sets, really really intense, balls to the wall. But the thing is. You can progressively overload that, but you can progressively overload that by just adding another set as well. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that because it's just more volume and volume will make you grow too. So you can load it up by beating your beating your sets or if you're really struggling, there's nothing wrong with adding an extra set. The problem is you just can't keep adding. And now there's like in the bodybuilding community and even fitness, there's these two camps now of like higher volume and low volume, like where you do two sets or you do three, four, five. And like they're almost divided like as if like one is wrong, but it's not both are right. It's just different like there's different ways to skin a cat like as i said there and i think it's this whole like which one am i falling into and i can't take none and the best approach is actually gonna be a mix yeah yeah you yeah i've uh as you said like a lot of it's it's hard to explain but like i notice a lot of people in the fitness world are in one camp and then maybe they're in that camp for five six months and then the their progression starts to slow down and then all of a sudden they're like nah fuck this guy's wrong i'm jumping over to this camp this is the way it's done now and i see that more and more and you see it with diets too like a lot of like a lot of people are against carbs for carbs they're against you know high protein they're they're really like stupidly low fat you know they're vegan they're vegetarian you know they're 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 doing they think 
they think the new trend is someone that's flipped a switch and this is the new thing to get them ripped. Whereas if you know, the fundamentals will always be the same, I think. Um in training, anytime I've ever got good good results in the gym is progressively overloading. You know, working smarter, not harder. Uh lifting heavy weight but not heavy enough where you know you're you're not even doing it right. Like people doing shoulder presses that they're jerking into it, you know, doing stuff like that. I always think when I look at the gym, I watch a big guy lifting in the gym and crazy strong, but he's doing eight, say eight shoulder presses, but he's like he's he's pretty much shooting from his hips. And I'm looking at that going, four of them are probably doing good work for his for his shoulders because the main part is the initial movement. And he's kind of jerking past it and going up. Now, is it still a mean feat to be lifting that sort of weight? Fucking sure it is. But if you're looking to isolate your shoulders, it's 100% not the way, in my opinion, to go about. People, you know, there's big men, big strong men that'll prove me wrong. The other thing that you touched on was genetics. The genetics part plays a huge, you know, people argue the genetics part. Genetics doesn't matter. Genetics doesn't matter. Genetics matters. The fastest men in the world are, you know, they look like they look like they're you know they're not skinny, they're more muscular than long distance runners. That's genetic, you know. People are built a certain way. Rugby players are athletes; they're animals, but they're built for rugby. Their genetics dictate that they're not built for. They're not built for for soccer. Definitely, they could be kind of built for Gaelic. People I think, gen- I think whenever you dive into that, like it's a case of I more so whenever I talk about like whenever we go into genetics, it's more so a case in my mind that like. As you, if you get the right person that is like sort of genetically gifted for sprinting, and then put him into sprinting, he'll be a solid athlete. Yeah. Whereas if you get somebody like me that's just normal Joe, average Joe genetics, you put me into anything, I'll be okay, and then the rest will come down to work ethic. And I do think work ethic obviously makes a difference because, yeah. like, for example, like genetics don't really matter in some sports. Like, I'm almost sure they don't really matter in golf and stuff. I know that sounds very, very egotistical, or like that I know it, but. Because I don't know very much about golf, but golf is mainly like snooker. It's like a skill acquisition. Yeah, and golfers will hate to hear me say that. But a case of like stability, yes, core strength, but like it's obviously the size of you matters slightly as well. But a case of like it's mainly down to how many hours you're on the green as well. Over time, it can be picked up. Some people will pick it up quicker, yeah. and then that probably comes down to genetic and focus and all of there. But do you know what it is as well. Like whenever you dive, you don't wanna, you don't want to like on to genetics too much because it'll bore the fuck out of some people because it, it is it is that outlier syndrome and that's why some people will just join the gym like i remember going to the gym for three years and then my mate came and he would have been a solid solid athlete like he would have been in county teams and all and i was pressing 38s and this is after three years being in the gym and this boy came in and picked him up straight away lifted them no sweat joe yeah. I, like oh, never there is there's people like that and even with the stuff like that it's just that sort of misconception that whatever he's doing then is right because it's not it's just he's naturally like that and it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shit one but it's good if you're like that but that can also you know be culty strength tony you ever hear that yes i have is that what you have no i'm a tony but uh culty strength's a different thing we'll probably go into it someday you'll never be as strong as a farmer never doubt I... yourself never think you're ever going to be as strong as a farmer they are stronger than any tony around <laughs> that's the, just the truth like uh do you know what I actually think would be interesting to go on? That have you ever bought any? Like this is misconceptions, and if we're talking about like our mistakes, do you know what I've been really, really bad at before? Like especially when I was a wee bit younger, I used to buy any supplement that had a whiff of making me better. Like anything. Like don't know if you've ever heard of like 
like Tribulus Terrestri or something. It's called oh, like, it's like a, Bulgarian it's like, Tribulus. It's like a fucking. It's supposed to be like a natural testosterone booster. They sell it in like my protein for like twenty quid, and this is literally garbage in a yeah. in a pill. It's literally fuck all. And like I remember, I used to buy HMB. If you, if you ever tasted it, that is the most rankest supplement I've ever had in my life. Like it is. You throw it in the scooper, right? No, your protein. Yeah. And the fucker's that dense that he doesn't go below the top level. He sits there. Like, he's just like, you what know, does that do? Mate, I don't even know what it does. I just got told at the time, this this, this, this will make you recover or whatever the fuck it was at the time. I think there's very, very small research that it actually does work. But I seen, oh, this will be like a 0.1% thing. This will be worthwhile. And no joke, seeing where you throw him in the shaker and you look at him, he be sitting there in a lump right at the front, and he's going, nah, I'm coming for you on my first. You're not getting no tasty chocolate. You're getting me straight to your gob, and it, it's the grimmest taste ever because he doesn't even dissolve. He doesn't even go into the water. He's just pure powder, and you have to, like, chew. It's fucking disgusting, uh, and it's something I've never forgot because I used to do that all the fucking time. I used to just be buying, buying tablets all the time, that just yeah. no proof, just winging it, and I think, have you ever done that? Have you ever bought anything and you're just like this? Like- year now this is back fucking when i was just coming out of teens maybe i bought l-carnitine yes and is it l-glutamine is that the other one i don't know yeah, glutamine. glutamine i remember getting them too because i was told that they were they were good and don't know don't know what they did um trying to think what else uh i took uh one of them carb drinks before that i didn't i just <laughs> I just didn't fucking like it. Um, for after the gym, uh, it was just pure carbs. Uh, Why did you like it? I don't know. It just made me feel like shit. It made me feel all bloated and stuff. It made me feel every time I drunk it, it made me feel sick. Now the flavor was the flavor was awesome. It was like cremola foam orange, but uh, fucking made me feel like shit. Um, and then no, I was just always a junkie for. Uh, pre-workouts and every placebo pre-workout had I thought it worked like I've never I if somebody told me a pre-workout would help me lift heavier I can lift heavier not pre-workout I would have fucking paid any money for it right from the day dot from no explode to fucking black powder you sit you fucking rich pianos pre-workout definitely the one that says full as fuck. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Had a double scoop in that. Um, MV pre now. Tolerance level for that's through the roof. If there's a pre-workout out there and someone can give me good marketing, I'll buy it. And it's still to this day, I think they'd still sucker me in because it's, it's, I've still got a wild soft spot for pre-workouts. I don't know what it is. I, I, I went up. I don't know. I think I went into that camp and then went out and now I'm slowly creeping back in the last like year. I don't know. Like, I don't think they're needed. They definitely can help. Like caffeine's proven to help. Uh, focus can help. And I do rate them to be honest, especially for the tighter sessions. But like, I don't think it's, a, I just think some of them are muck. If you get me, like they're very, very easy. Like, I don't know if you, did you ever take Jack 3D whenever it was Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to blow the fucking tetsy. I used, to, get me, I used to make me dizzy. Yeah, like MV Pre reminds me of that maybe it's not as strong, but I'm not that tolerant anymore. But it's it's supplements like that, like where you you don't have no actual proof. Like I realistically, like I'm writing like a I don't know if I said this, but like I'm writing like a like a how to coach yourself book almost. It's fucking taking me a lifetime. And see when I was going through supplements yesterday on it, 
I was like, right, what do you really need? And like, realistically, you're talking about like fish oils or krill oil for your omegas. You're talking about like uh, vitamin D3 if you don't get enough sunlight. Like multivitamin you shouldn't need. You should be covering that with your veg unless you're a lazy fucker. And you should have whey and creatine. And in my list, if, you, if you're taking them four, really, yeah. anything extra is a bonus. And like whey is not even needed. It's just a case of it's handy as fuck even down the back of your throat after a workout. And like that, the rest should come from that. Now, if you're like me, my supplement list is as long as magnesium would be good too, actually. But a case of if, if you're like me, my supplement list is longer than my fucking arm. But it's yeah. a case of it's all 1% and they do work. Like, like you, you, you brought up L carnitine and glutamine. Like glutamine's not mine now, but L carnitine is like, and it's a case of like, it's the small percentages you get from stuff like yeah. that that'll add up over time. And I think some things if they're proven to work and they make sense, like biochemistry, like sorry, biochem ways, yeah. like it does make sense. But it's knowing what to actually spend your money on, and if not, you're better just keeping it for food, training hard, and yeah. using using what's utilized. Really, in my opinion. Um, no, what so, I what I said about me taking them supplements back in, I'd also like to tell you that I didn't follow any diet. No, I believe that I didn't need. To be on a diet if I was taking these things. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I, I went hook, line, and sinker into the Muslim fitness magazines, men's health magazines, that you could out supplement a bad diet nearly. Yes, I've seen this before. That's a load of fucking. Yeah. So, yeah. It's glad to see that we passed that, though. I do believe there's like, oh, that's like the, the meathead camp where there was like meathead v science. Yeah. I was chatting to a guy actually yesterday. Me? No. I wasn't chatting to you yesterday. You don't speak to him anymore. Um, and he was a competitor. And he was talking about his secret, no, his tip when he gets deep into into training. And it was baby rice. You ever what? Cook, you know, baby rice. You know, like powdered rice that babies would eat, right? Yeah, that I, yeah, I eat that sometimes. Right. And I was like, why? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, no, but why? And he goes, don't know, my coach gave it to me. And I was like, but what's the reason about it? And he goes, I just, I don't know. I just, I do what he tells me to do. He goes, I actually really like the, the taste of it. Oh, dirt ball. It's not, I, I have it in like some of my meals. Like it's in my meal plan at the minute. Like I'm <laughs> going to be honest. It's, it's, it's not my favorite meal by a mile. It's, it's, is it a bro it thing? Is, it's a bro thing. And do you know what it is? There is science behind it. And do you know the reason why you give it to somebody? This, this will explain it for anybody that's wondering why I eat fucking children. It's like, I'd be in, in there and people definitely be thinking like I've got like 20 people pregnant because I'm fucking buying that much baby rice. They think it must like be on slots. Coming I don't fucking... even know you took this. This is so weird. <laughs> Look uh, at them all embarrassed. It's because I don't put up fucking, I don't really put up pictures on my meals. Like I just don't because like I put, I went to put up a picture of a dinner last night, like normal, like normal fitness people would. And like my dinner last night was this, right? So you imagine what people would be messaging me. So my dinner was plain and simple. It was a chicken fillet some rice, courgette, carrot, tomato, mushrooms, and pineapple. And see the fact that pineapple was on my fucking dinner, I would have guaranteed I've got 20 messages that, well, where's pineapple on that? Joe, and it's just, it's not worth the, the, the melters that attack me with that, so it's not, it's not nice. Because I can explain the one, but I'll be like, oh, I'll put it in the Q&A, and they'll be like, no, 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 tell me. I'm like, no, 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 leave me alone. But a case of like, uh, with the baby rice situation, like I put that up and people be like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's not worth it. This is just me getting more and more abuse. Uh, baby rice, practically, the reason you are having that or it's in a meal plan is because it's really, really easily digested. And practically, you don't have, the reason baby, the reason there is baby rice is so babies don't have to what? Chew it. Yeah. 
So what's the main part of digestion that a lot of people miss? Whatever it enters the mouth, they scoff it down the back of their throat. Rice, you don't really chew as much as you should. Baby rice is already literally digested for you to an extent through the first part. So you don't even need to chew it. You just need to get down the back of your throat. People will argue against that, but practically it makes it easier digestion, easier absorbed, less GI stress. Stress means less infl- inflammation. Less inflammation means more muscle growth because hyper- hypertrophy is based off inflammation. It's an inflammation-based process. So you can limit that and also save the hassle of digesting too much. You will be able to get more food in, feel less full, and you'll be able to push food up higher. So it can help over time. So practically helps hunger, helps inflammation, helps you grow. So there's the the boring. I hope everybody that's listening has right, felt Dr. Asleep. Tony Foxy. I hope that's helped. Uh, but a case of that does make sense to me. But if you don't understand why you're taking something like like uh, it, it does make sense. Like I'm on with my new coach in the minute. Like and the first thing we done was whenever we had like a FaceTime, I was like, do me a favor, bring me through all the supplements and explain to me why the fuck I'm taking these five because there's I think there's twenty two in my supplements, which is fucking metal. Jesus uh, Christ! I know. And I was like, five, like, good whack of these. I can understand why. Aye. Yes, dead on. What the fuck am I taking this one for? What the fuck's that about? And he was like, right, let me explain. And once you get taught and you're right, this makes sense. This is something that's going to add up for me and personal. This is what I need. There are weird ones too, like chromium and like just like ubiquinol and melatonin. Like, I didn't even know you could get melatonin. I thought it was illegal to buy. And melatonin? It is a- no, you could buy that, can you? Yeah, but you can only buy it in like super, super small amounts and yeah. then you have to dose yourself the higher amount. Fuck. Yeah, so, well, that's coming. So I I, it, I think you get like 20 milliliters in a thing and I'm supposed to take like five a night. So I'm going to be out of fortune that. But I'll let you know how the melatonin goes. I'm very, very interested to see how that so you works. you can put your eggs, your the money you had saved for all your eggs and just transfer it over to melatonin now. Well, my breakfast is, is it's actually far nicer, but people are going to think it's rank now. I have no, for anybody that's listening, I'm not eating 20 eggs anymore. I've moved past that life. I've, I've ditched that coach because, to be honest, he was replying to me with one word emails and was not exactly somebody I would like to go back to. That's why I haven't mentioned his actual name. Uh, just like, for example, like I would check in and he would be like, G work, bro, continue. Like, what the fuck sort of check is that? Uh, uh, Joe, several things I got, but a case of. Uh, Whenever you dive into things, like now my breakfast is a tasty salmon and a half fillet, some veg, uh, either a mixed leaf, either a tomato, uh, and then I have a kiwi. Kiwi's getting popular again. Yeah, micros, big time. Uh, Jeff, but Nippard, I think... Jeff Nippard was the, the stalwart of kiwis coming back. You think so? He was, uh, yeah, yeah. He's been harping on about it for fucking years, and now everybody's it... jumping on the bandwagon. That's me on the bandwagon, like the McGregor one that everybody was on. A case of, do you know what? Do you know what I actually think, like, whenever you, especially when you bring up, like, because like, Jeff Nippert's obviously quite science based for anybody that doesn't yeah. know him. Do you, do you know what? I think that I definitely didn't look at, I didn't look into enough, like, science or people who actually knew what they were talking about back then. I, like, Instagram's beautiful for that because you can actually follow people who have a fucking clue. And you, but the problem is you can also follow people who literally, like, I see booty girls all the time be putting up videos and doing flute workouts. Oh, don't start me. Don't start me. And, like the don't what they're doing just will not work. It just doesn't make sense. Like from a like some of the stuff they'll be doing, you're just like this doesn't even work your glutes. Yeah. This is this isn't a glute movement like this or do you know what I mean? And it's just a case of like, oh no. Uh, but right. Joe, one thing I actually want to cover, and I think this is a misconception I got. More is better. I used to train six or seven days a week. How many times would you have trained would you have trained anything like that? No. Oh, I've been up to six, yeah. I've never done seven. I've been up I've been up as far as 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 you Five and then 
once you progressively overload, you progressively overload, you progressively overload, you get to a point where you can't literally not fit more into the five. So what happens? You go on to your sixth day. And then an active yeah. recovery day on the seventh. And See, it doesn't work. It, well, it, it probably did work, but not enough to, it probably just was, you know, the five days would have worked fine and even the four days, whereas um, me going to the sixth, was in my opinion, I had to do it, had to do it because this is what needed to be done, and I still gained a wee bit, but um, at what you know, close as as close to burnout probably as you could get, I'd say. I think I think it definitely is. Like I trained six days a week for a year, and no joke, I think it was probably the worst decision of my life, and that's me being honest. Anybody who's deciding to train six days a week, in my opinion, just is caught in like a a rat wheel. Yeah. Or like, and it's going round and round and round because I've done that. Like I train six days a week and I always thought more is better. The more I can get in, I'm recovering fine. But the difference is you don't realize how much you're actually not recovering until six months down the line and your lifts are progressing nowhere near as much as it should in any aspect. And you've tapped out and I don't believe you can shock the muscle. Like I don't believe in that really. I think there's time to, to change up your training methods, but not you don't need to shock it. Like, But a case of like I've trained with five, like, Six, I've trained with seven, six, three, four, five. You name it, I've done it for about six to seven months just to see do I get more growth out of it. And I always find like the magic numbers like four to five. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally just makes sense to me. Like, like, there'll be people who can get away with slightly more, slightly less, but even with clients, like I always find four or five is the magic number of weights. Even if you're doing Gaelic, even if you're doing soccer, just four or five. If you can get four in, that's fine. Gaelic, it might be tight to get four and you could do three, but. I wouldn't be doing like I found some you know, footballers before, like in their off season, be doing like six gym sessions, five gym sessions a week. Like, and they're going from three up, go to four, simple. Yeah. But I think the idea that you don't rest, like, would you have an opinion on deloads? I think this is something I never done when I was younger, and it's because I didn't understand them. Yeah, I started, I started doing deloads when I started kind of uh, doing my transformation, and I only came across it by utter luck. On, I think it was LDM muscle. On Instagram, talked about it. I said, "What the fuck's a deload?" So they were, in their their opinion, they done five or six real intense weeks, and they they called it like a taper week, and they tapered it back for a week, and then when they that, cut the volume in half, I probably would have been yeah, would have been half yeah, pretty uh, much that's yeah, like a mini deload yeah, yeah. So they would have cut the volume in half, and then went at it again for say another ten weeks. And then that would have been that would have been their thing done. Like, but I, I always find them really hard to do. And I think it was it was from an ego maybe point of view. You felt like you're going into the gym and it was wasted time. You know, you were going in, you were doing two sets of bench, you were doing two sets of this, two sets of that, one set of this, maybe a bit higher reps, two sets of this. You were out of the gym in thirty five minutes, and then you were going home, and you were like, "Fuck's sake!" Like, I I feel like this is wasted time, and. I never put enough emphasis on the fact that it was there for a reason. It was there to recover. You see, I think a lot of people assume that they're recovering. Yeah. Like, just because you're not feeling like you're in a fucking pitfall, like a hole. Uh, I honestly don't really like the way that that's deloaded because I do think it gives you that mentality of, like, you're going into, like, half hours to an extent because yeah. everything's so low. Uh, I think what's really, really good is, uh, like, if I was deloading somebody, I'd, take, I'd give them five full days off and, a lot of my clients will see this. Like, if you're on board with me or you're listening to this, like, if you're a beginner and intermediate, you probably will just deload naturally every 
10, 8 to 12, 14 weeks, maybe with a holiday or yeah. something will come up. And this isn't me being cheeky. It's like a death, a wedding. There's something that happens in life where you just need three to four days off. And I always just go to them, take that. That's us off. That's the, that's the deal done. If you don't, you will notice like my more advanced athletes who are running like mesocycles of like six to eight week blocks focusing on specific weak points. Like after the six to eight week block of focusing on a weak point, I usually give them a deal. Yeah. Sometimes I even need it before. Like I have like one client on now, like and he, he's definitely a hard, hard trainer. Like and like we're four and a half weeks in, like and I was taking like looking at his heart rate, looking at stuff like that. Like and all the signs were there that he's really, really fatigued. So I just called a deal. There's nothing wrong with that four weeks in. Like yeah. the thing is I've deloaded more this year than I've ever had before. And I would say I'm my all time strongest, all time biggest. And it's not because it like somehow it's just, I've accumulated this over year. It's no joke. It's because I'm resting more. Yeah. You only grow tissue when you're resting. This is like this whole thing of like, you must change calories and rest days. And people fucking love that. I'm actually very, very like not really into that at the moment. Cause you recover on your rest days. So like if you're dropping calories on the day where you actually need it to recover, yeah. You're actually hindering that process slightly. Like you don't grow muscle just in the gym. You grow it actually the rest is. So it's that misconception of like, I need, like, I don't need that much rest. And I think it's, that's something that's overlooked. Like if you turn around me and goes, I'm going to go six days a week or four days a week. And you give me the two options. I tell you go four. Yeah. Or I tell you go three. Even if you give me three or six, I tell you go three and you grow better. And people will be like, oh, what? But it's a case of that is so, so annoying to hear. But yeah. it's all about quality over quantity. And I think that's something I struggle with myself. And like, there's a t- there, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing and i read a word i word me and my missus were talking about this the other day like it's it's this thing of like all or nothing yeah that people have and i think that mentality needs to go yeah i do believe in one like i always say zero to a hundred but like during your dad and phase it's like where did I, I forget where i read this but during your dad and phase it's like walking a tightrope yeah right and then during your lean gaining phase or your maintenance, is, it's like walking with a ladder. You get a wee bit more wiggle room to make a bad step and you'll fall off. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. I know that sounds very old, but back to that, you need everything on point. We're walking a fine line. I think that idea is definitely something that people, I know I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but it's definitely something that is overlooked on all fronts because people burn out. And that's the reason why, like you see, like I remember whenever I was first training on this, me being honest, there was like, I got offered like roids within like my first six months of gym, I would say. And I used to train with somebody. I don't know if people will know him or not. And anyway, I didn't take them and he did. Yeah. And over the, over the next six months, he blew up like a fucking balloon, like massive. Same training plan as me. He got way, way stronger. I think I was benching like 75, 60 kilos and he got up to 100 within like the 12 weeks. And I got up like five kilos. And But the thing is, see, now if, if fuck probably like six years later yeah like he doesn't train anymore not really in great shape doesn't enjoy weights doesn't enjoy fitness fucking hates the whole thing yeah because he went all in from the get-go on everything training subs no rest he i think he trained seven days a week for like 12 weeks yeah joe like that's burnout and that's gonna happen you need to like like i remember i used to struggle with deloads but see now i fucking love them they're the best week of my life because i actually yeah. get time off it's not because I don't like the gym. I love the gym, but it's a case of I don't think people rest enough. Sorry, that's about yeah. eight minutes of listening to me talk shite. Sorry, no, but, but I think it's I think that's that is a problem that most people will will re, you know they'll resonate with, especially with athletes, GA players, rugby players. It's hard to take time off, um, even even in preseason or postseason, they do take a week or two off, and then they normally start doing double the amount of work that they did before, like running the road seven days a week, starting to 
create that engine for the season ahead. And I think uh, I think more and more people, unless they've got a really good coach or a really good like strength conditioning coach in with their GA clubs or their rugby clubs, they need to train a lot smarter. Um, because it's just not it's not a linear line anymore. It's everything's changing. You know, people are getting people are just people are getting smarter. But I think it's it's a good it's good to see in that in that respect that people are people are coming. You no, know, it's it's just you know people are getting better at what they're doing. They're not kind of following the they're not doing the bro thing anymore as much. Which it's a bad thing to say because if you look back in the day with Arnie and all them ones, they pretty much followed bro when it worked. I think the bro thing, and this is me being honest. I follow bro. And it got me fucking nowhere. A lot fucking of time nowhere. Too, bro, bro is not natural. Most people that are spouting bro stuff are normally a lot very enhanced athletes or very enhanced people. You know, the, the chicken and broccoli with a side of train is the standard. <laughs> like it's, you know, uh, that's the other thing too. We know we've, we've said this loads of times sometimes when you're taking advice from someone about something or you're following a plan that's created by someone that, that works for them, they they could be an unnatural athlete. So they can work at a higher volume and they can work more days with less rest and it's not going to do them a finger, uh, do them much harm other than the harm that they're doing themselves. No, because they'll still grow really, really well. They'll grow they... because they're they're using certain supplements to help themselves grow. If you go in there natural and think you're doing high volume six days a week, as a natural athlete, you're uh, doing two and three hours a day in the gym. No, you're you're fucking you're mistaken. Like it's not going to work for you, and it's going to probably it's, it'll fry your central nervous system first of all. Anyway. No, nah, like that's that's happened to me. Like I trained the same as that other fellow, like, and I just got burnt into the ground. I think I actually got smaller during that time period, and that can easily happen. Uh, do you want to know an interesting fact about train? Yeah. Uh, do you know who it was originally made for? Grannies in like nursing homes and stuff, like to help with like bone problems and like because it it regulated because a lot of steroids and stuff don't actually get past like rat trials to go to human trials, like, but train actually did. Like train's actually it's demonized. Like, and I'm not saying anybody go near, it, but a case of like it was actually created to help with like bone issues, and it's it's very very effective. Like I know that sounds yeah. odd, but a case of it was actually made for like like that older women generation. I don't know if it's still used for that, but I think it might've got, they've obviously got better steroids now probably for it, but that's actually what that originally got made for, like man-made. It's gra- that's interesting that's why grannies are angry sometimes. Yeah, like that's why they get a wee bit of roid rage and they've got like these weird sort of six-pack abs sometimes. They're all veiny in their hands and all that's, that When you go in, go in the nursing home and they're all fucking just sitting there benching each other on leg extension. You'd be hanging about nursing home so you want to get in the thread drawer. <laughs> going into my going into my granny's drawers trying to fucking find the needles. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, I think like whenever you go for it, like even stuff like I remember, like like the you'll see it if you follow me on Instagram, like all the fucking creatine questions of the day that still floats around. Like, like whenever you dive into oh, that as well, like will that, will that burst my liver, or kidneys? Does that damage my kidneys? Is yeah, like. Like I, I even get, I get clients ask me all the time, like, is this going to cause hair loss? And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, Joe, it's just like, it's like, for example, I had that Kiwi the other day. I put up my Instagram story and my dad ran over and grabbed the first one I had out of my mouth and was like, no son, no, 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 no. And I goes, what are, what are you doing? And he was like, no, no, you'll have diarrhea for a week. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, 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 no. You'll have the shits for a week if you eat the skin on the Kiwi. And I was like, where do you hear this? And he goes, my mom. And I was like, 
but where'd she hear it? And he was like, her mom. And I was like, Joe, it's one of these old wives' tales. Like, it, it is one of them things Did where there's no... Did you eat the no... skin of a kiwi? I ate the skin, yeah. The hairy skin? Yeah, the hairy skin. You just wash it and eat it. Why are people so sharp with this? That's where loads of the nutrients are. It's the skin. No, no, I get that, Tony. Like, but do you eat the skin of a banana? No. Have you before? You look like no. a man that has. No, you're smiling. You you definitely have. Have you had the skin of an orange before? No, but I know somebody who, who eats oranges whole. Uh, like, if you at me, like, we'll put the skin in all in. Just much Is that the same one to give you the 20 eggs? No, different fella. These are all just... I don't like to mention them because they'll probably listen and give me <laughs> fucking shit. Not my coach, not the boy who fucking right. gave me 20. You eat, you eat the hairy skin of a kiwi. I know what you eat the hairy skin of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard of people eating kiwi skin before, but I thought it was a myth. Did you? Yeah. Uh, it's so much handier, and this may be being honest. See, do you know what the kiwi's such a nice fruit, but do you know what the fucking hassle of it is? The Cutting it and fucking slicing out with a wee spoon, and you're struggling to get the nice wee bits. And whereas if you just eat her, I eat her like an apple. Just can you, can you do an Instagram video of you eating a kiwi like an apple? How do you eat a kiwi? I'll put up an Instagram video uh, now, or I'll even put it up Monday when this goes out, no stress at all. I'll put up a video of me sitting eating it, no stress, because you want to know just in case your thing. But people are going to be like, what the fuck's going on here? And it's you not the get, most... You didn't get diarrhea? No. You said you paused there? <laughs> I paused because it was like, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about my stool movements on fucking Mike here. I, and think I, was actually, I think your dad was right. You got the to the shits. First thing I thought of there as well was like I was like I'll pause here and actually think. Do you know sometimes I can you you, like, you don't know like I haven't been monitoring it, uh, but <laughs> no, I've had no indigestion or no problems at all. If anything, I've got way leaner this week. It's not from eating kiwis for anybody that fucking thinks. Kiwis is a diuretic. You don't need the tea. You don't need the fucking oh, no, detox fuck tea. Shit the arse yourself and you're two pounds down. I don't know where this one has went, but practically uh, majority of supplements are a little wank. Uh, yeah. Make sure you know what you're talking about. There's no one way to skin a cat with training. There's loads of ways. Yeah. Don't overtrain. Make sure you deload every six to like 16 weeks, depending on how you train. Uh, don't worry about creatine. Just fucking take it. Yeah. And uh, don't listen the to the wrong kiwi. people. Uh, yeah, don't listen to the wrong people and make sure you're eating the skin of a kiwi. Uh, Otherwise, you're probably not going to grow any muscle tissue and you're going to end up like a wee skinny noodle. Yeah. That's, that's I, factual. I think I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. And also, the I think the main part is don't listen to uh, don't listen to bros about how you should be following stuff because the chances are they've got that from somebody else and they've got that from somebody else and it's Chinese whispers. And by the time it gets to you, it's sort of changed a wee bit because you know over time stuff changes and you're getting wrong information that's not going to help you and probably waste your own time and waste your own money. Yeah, like. Do you know what I think it is too? Like, I do think if you could take one thing away, it's not, don't go off somebody like, this is a question I got asked the other day. Like, what do you look for? Not in a coach, but in like somebody to take advice off. And the first thing I think of is like, you do actually look if, if they're in shape. Like yeah. that is such a big part of it. But yeah. the problem is if they're only in shape, then it gives them no credit. Because the thing is you can chicken and broccoli yourself into shape and go to the gym enough that you're a good enough neck to give out advice. And this is being honest because yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've been in that, like where I brought myself from, slightly skinny to where I'm like in a solid position to almost coach. And like my first year of coaching, like I, I would have had people doing six day a week splits. Like I don't like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's just, you don't know any better, but the thing is I learned off people who were in better shape than me. And the thing is, as you said, it's, 
it is that whole monkey see, monkey do. But the three things you want is you want a coach to be looked apart, get the results. Yeah. Like the, even just for somebody that is, is going to give you advice, like, like you want that, you want that, you want them to look the part, know it, and, but also be able to explain why. There's no point in telling you to do something if they don't know why because that, that's still like them winging it, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. So I think in general, if you're going to take advice off somebody, make sure it's somebody that can actually walk the walk, not just talk it, and then they can do it with multiple people because it's so easy. Like I've used to, like for example, I get clients who send me, if you know, I don't mean to go on and around here, but like, Dickerson Ross's like training programs or like people like that. And I'm not just spitting out names to give slander, but a case of like, it's just four by eight. And right. yes, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine for your first thing. But if you're brand new to the gym, you do not need a four by eight for seven exercises for chest. That is fucking brutal. Your chest can be crippled for a week. But the thing is, it's stuff like that. Whereas he's in class ship. Yeah. Probably, in, probably enhanced. Like if we be honest, right. But a case of like, it's it's him giving out advice whenever he doesn't really coach people. Yeah. Just selling his program for passive income because he's got a million followers. Maybe a thousand people buy it. He makes 10, 15 grand and then that covers him. But the thing is, just because he does that doesn't mean that'll work for you. He could be a genetic elite. He could be on gear. But he's no proof in the pod neighbor. Joe, it's stuff he, like that. Yeah, he mightn't even be doing that program. He's definitely not doing no. that program. He might put up an Instagram. He's doing that. But like I see people in the gym who come in and take like videos of them doing workouts and they do one set of each exercise so they can record it and they head home and then they say that's their workout. They didn't do the workout. Oh, I, oh, I, They just yeah. recorded that. So, like, what you see on Instagram, like, these girls doing the booty, they do one round of that booty circuit and then fuck off and go back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, just, it's just content. Content is, content is right. right. Just, uh, just a heart back. I just wanted to get your official statement on this. You are saying that golfers, snooker players, and darts players are not sports athletes. Just so no, we get no, the no 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 no. I just want to get the official Tony line on this. So golfers and and snooker players, you 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 firmly said are not athletes. They're not. That's not a sport. You love stirring the pot. No, I said that it's more skill acquisition than genetics. Oh, you didn't say it was just a pastime. No, I didn't say that. Oh, this is right. no, that's all these right. are. This is obviously your internal thoughts and. I'm going to be straight. Like, I might eat the hairy skin of one thing, but I definitely, definitely don't want to tell the people what you eat the hairy skin of. And I think we should. On that bombshell, I'll just leave it here. Uh, cheers for um, all the shares and the posts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've got a couple of guests coming up. Um, it's just very hard at the moment with our both schedules. But yeah, keep sharing it. Keep posting on Instagram stories if you can, because that's where we get yes. most of our traction. And we'll chat to you soon. Yeah.